Welcome to the PHNX Lineable <laughs> Show. I'm Heavy Toshi. He is Sean DePaz, yeah, the yeah. man who's not here. Shane Diefenbach. Derek lost something. On his way to Mexico. For. What are you looking Derek, for, Derek? <laughs> wow, what a start to this. Is the Deef on his way to Mexico? He's not there yet? I think he's on his way oh. to Mexico. Gotcha. Not totally sure. Viva. Well, he's not He's not driving. He took a, he an took a plane. He just, he's in the sky. Kind of ironic that he took something that I drafted on yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. I own the skies. Mm. If you are unfamiliar, is he? Well, is he in a PJ? Yeah, I was gonna say you drafted a PJ. That's yeah, not all. You drafted a commercial airliner. Yeah, I own the skies. That's. I mean, I have hot air balloons, so. Yeah. Well, I still. Yeah. Come on. I think we split the skies. I, I think considered. We split skies. I considered. I think you may have a third of the sky. I considered drafting fighter jets because those things are badass. Just, but, but who's traveling in the fighter? And jet? also, there's some people who probably were on the you know the wrong end of a, of a fighter jet. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I stayed away from it. Uh, smart man, smart yeah. man. Um, you're staying away from fighter jets, and tonight we could see some NFL GMs stay away from some top picks. I think we will in the NFL draft, guys. If you didn't oh, know, I'm gonna say stay away from Sun Devils because that's what I expect. It is the 2023 NFL draft. It starts tonight, Sean. Yeah. Do, 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 What's your level of excitement? Do, 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 do. I mean, I'm very excited for a number of reasons. <laughs> Obviously. Um, as a as a Cardinal supporter, there's a, a lot going on today. Uh, D Hop potentially trading. I don't know. Don't know if you know this. Cardinals currently have the third overall pick in the NFL draft mm. for now. Um, so who knows what's going to happen there? And obviously we have a, a big event tonight out at Fort Peak. Do, so pull do. through for that. Starting at two, draft starts at five. Show starts at four forty-five, I think. Um, so I'm gonna be out there for that. Um, and then as a Bills fan. I am excited to see what they do. They need to draft, a, I think, a wide receiver or a trade for D-Hop to uh, give Diggs and Diggs and JA-17 a little help. But if they want to draft Bijan, I wouldn't complain about that either. Um, so we'll see. It's a, it's a, I, I mean, we talked about it. I love yeah. the NFL draft. It's, it's so much fun. I love all the fanfare around it. And I fucking love that chime. God damn it. That chime gets me juice. Do we have that? Somewhere I don't know if here. we have it in here. I don't know. It'd be beautiful if we. I had don't think it we have here. it in this on this computer. Well, well, we see if we do have it. I am just gonna let y'all know. You already brought it up. Four Peaks is the place to be tonight. If Damn you sweet. don't have a place to take in round one of the 2023 NFL Draft, all are welcome to Four Peaks Eight Street Pub tonight. For those of you who have registered, we look forward to seeing you there for the event. Regardless, though. Where you're watching it, make sure you're enjoying a delicious Red Bird Lager. Fact. Guys, if you are going to show up to Four Peaks, just remember, you do got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the alcohol responsibly, but you don't got to be 21 plus to enjoy some bomb food and some excitement mm -hmm. when it comes to the 2023 NFL Draft. Mm-hmm. If the if the I'm I might treat myself at Four Peaks tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I need I'm missing their uh, French dip. Ooh, um, so if the night goes well enough, we should end it at, you know, maybe do some gold carding. Ooh, okay. Maybe, maybe bowl a little bit. Okay. You know, if the night goes Dude, well. I love bowling. So I know you do. And you've been, I want to go bowling. We got we to gotta do more activities, man. We do. Um, we and do. Oct Octane and Mavericks are the perfect place to do activities because they got a bunch of them. Uh, go karting, VR, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcades, and food and drink. Um, a couple bars. Um, they have a, I keep saying this every time I do an Octane read, um, they or I guess it's in Mavericks, but they have a, they're connected by the way, so you can have yourself a day at Mavericks and Octane. Uh, they have like a legit like brick pizza, like fire pizza oven. It's fucking awesome. And the pizza was 
like the foods like i wasn't expecting much from arcade food it's pretty damn good i'm not gonna lie to you um so pull through to mavericks and octane um for a bunch of different stuff throughout the summer and check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com that's mavericks with an x uh to learn more i know tonight is round one of the 2023 nfl draft but we could potentially see some sun devils getting taken uh, probably not tonight. <laughs> probably not. Probably not tomorrow, but not. potentially um, in the later rounds of the draft, you could see some guys fly off the board. Mm-hmm. Some f- f- familiar names. Whoa, that was, I'll spit f- a beat f- there. Familiar. I'll, I'll spit a beat there f- for f- a second. F- uh, let's start with probably the most likely Sun Devil to eventually get drafted, and that is running back Xavier Valade, dude. A guy that we saw really carry the mm-hmm. Arizona State offense this past season, but he didn't just do it successfully for Arizona State this year in years past obviously was the the lead back the the cowbell guy for Wyoming yep what did you see from X throughout the season that makes you believe that he has the talent to be an NFL caliber running back I mean it, obviously there's just the I don't know the experience part but like he's just a like he's just a dog I don't know like he just runs hard yeah I, I think it's it's you mentioned it uh earlier today but he stays healthy yeah um which is impressive considering how much he is used and how much he was used last year. I think obviously the best ability is availability. Um, and when you have a guy that has that kind of experience and, and I, I said this to you earlier, I think you have to take a, a flyer on a guy who, like you said, stays healthy and has produced that much. I know a lot of it was at Wyoming, but he, he has is a very consistent high level producer um, in division one football. And I think you have to take a flyer on a guy like that, especially late, um, so I, I think he is going to end up, I'm not going to sit here and pretend he's going to, oh, this guy's going to end up being the best running back in the NFL. But that being said, I do think he has the drive to be a very successful running back in the NFL. Yeah. And running backs are kind of a crapshoot. Like you end up, he ends up in the right situation behind the right line and gets an opportunity, whether it's via injury or whatever. Um, I, I think he could, he, he, it's a name you'll hear yeah. on Sundays at some point. Absolutely. And outside of, you know, a guy like B. John Robinson yeah. or Jameer Gibbs, like outside of those two, I don't think there is really a, th- this isn't a deep running back class no, in not my really. personal nope. opinion. So you, you could definitely see a guy like X get selected. I would say even as early as round three, I know he has had some, some meetings with uh, a handful of teams leading up to the draft, but just taking a look at what X was able to do at Arizona State this past season behind what we could argue is probably a pretty shaky offensive line, right? 215 carries, which was good for 28th in all of Division One football, which says a lot, honestly, and for him to do it and then have over 1,100 yards rushing, nearly 1,200, 16 touchdowns and averaging five and a half yards per carry, a guy that sits at six foot, 200 pounds, he's a little bit of a bigger running back, definitely a prototype for an NFL offense. I look for a team that has their RB1, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're drafting an Xavier Valade in the same sense that you would be drafting a Bijan Robinson. No, you're drafting Bijan Robinson to go be your, yeah, your workhorse. You're drafting an Xavier Valade to take the pressure off of a team that has already got their lead guy. Mm-hmm. I think an interesting spot, potentially the Tennessee Titans, yeah. right? You've got your Derrick Henry situation. I know he's getting up there in age. Um, you could get a, a guy like an Xavier Valade who has proven that he's capable of carrying a workload. In a sense, you get to the later parts of the season, and Derrick Henry, we've seen over the last couple of years, tough to stay healthy yeah. and really produce at the way he's able to at the start of the season. A guy like X, I think, fits in pretty well there. Yeah. Um, 
And something that I think Xavier Valade proved this past season that maybe he didn't in years past, that I think he really made an effort to this season, was his ability to play out of the backfield yeah. and catch the football, right? This year, 37 receptions, 289 yards, two touchdowns, averaging uh, 7.8 yards per reception. This is a guy that coming into this past season had never had a year where he caught more than 23 passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's something that you see just with Sean Aguano's running backs in general, right? They're able yeah. to really hone in on their craft at Arizona State in Tempe. Uh, so enough talk about what he did at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Let's get into where you genuinely think a guy like Xavier Valade could end up. Sean, you have an interesting selection here. Yeah, um, I mean, like you said, I think it's going to be a situation where they know who their guy is, obviously, and he's going to end up being a backup. Um, and I, I mean, I look at a place like the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they have Tony Pollard there, but they don't have Zeke anymore. Yeah, There's going to be room in that running back room. You're taking a lay-around flyer. Why not? I also find the Minnesota Vikings interesting. Um, oh, they, Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously, I don't know what's going on there, but even if he ends up staying a, a Viking, he does not always stay healthy. Um, and after that, it, it's, it's is Matt still, still there. Mattinson, I do believe, is still the best. Um, so I mean, X would not be. I don't think. I, I think X would be a great a great running back to have in a situation where he can be your number three, but you're not sure what you're going to get or what kind of availability you might get from your number one. I know I bring them up all the time, but again, a team that is you know shallow in the running back room, the Buffalo Bills, yes. um, and I think a guy with that kind of that runs like that could be a value. I mean, he could be a value to any team, but I think a, a team like that um, could be interesting. But I do, I do really like. I think it would be interesting to see him with a with that star on the side of his helmet. Yeah, absolutely. We know how well they treat their running backs. Yeah, in Dallas. Um, I'm gonna go in a total opposite direction. Give me an AFC team that also has their star running back in Joe Mixon. Although there is a little bit of you know. I don't want to say necessarily off the field issues anymore, but still a question mark as to what the future holds. So I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Xavier Valade, I think, fits that system, right? You're going to a team that is obviously a pass-heavy team Mm -hmm. in the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow and company. Um, This is a team that pretty soon has to pay Joe Burrow and these receivers. So they may eventually have to part ways with a guy like Joe Mixon. And I think if you can get your your future running back now in Xavier Valade, I think that would go a long, long way. And I just Xavier Valade is a tough guy. He's a tough runner. He just yeah. fits the AFC North, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. So I'm gonna say X is a Cincinnati Bengal. Um, I would say he is probably the first running back. Like he's the first Sun Devil off the board yeah but i could be wrong i could absolutely be wrong uh guys something i'm not wrong about is ben mgm okay they've got all of the necessary tools for you to succeed Mm. as a sports better whether that be promos whether that be special props or plays that other sports books don't necessarily have Guys, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX because there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you guys are going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now, guys, you get to listen to the sweet, sweet tone of Shane Diefenbach's voice. 
Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, moving on to a guy that we saw just have supreme success mm-hmm. at Arizona State, and that is linebacker Kyle Sully, um, Captain America, yeah. right, for ASU's defense. And I think something that doesn't get talked about enough for Kyle Sully is the defenses that he had to play in, right? We know, yeah, obviously, yep. Donnie Henderson defense was a very soft defense to play for. Um, and then you look in years past, you know, coaches like Antonio Pierce, et cetera, like, this is a guy that I don't think ever had a coach that was able to unlock his full potential. And even so, what he was able to do for Arizona State's defense last year was truly incredible. 110 total tackles, 56 solo tackles, two interceptions, two pass deflections. Um, what did you see from Kyle Sully last year that impressed you? I mean, uh, he was just like that guy. I mean, obviously, outside of like the leadership, which is, I think, super valuable, um, Especially from a guy that young, but like, um, obviously he's not that young in the context of college football, but you know what I mean? Um, and I just, he was a guy that just like had a nose for the ball. Yeah. I mean, he just, he, he found ways to make plays and be involved in everything. I mean, a couple interceptions earlier in the year, I believe. And then, um, he just was racking up tackles. And I think you like, I mean, especially it's not a guy that I expected if he does get drafted, it's not gonna be any time early. Um, but you again you like a guy like that you like a guy that's shown that he produced and yeah. it produces in like you said in, in not the most ideal of situations where he had to be the guy he showed that he could be the guy um and again asu is like uh, people people might think uh, you could think about what you want about asu and where they rank amongst power fives and division one football whatever but he was playing against very good schools yeah and producing he had to play against some very good quarterbacks and very good offenses um and i i think that will sh- that will obviously play in his favor. Um, oh, William Jasper's dropping um, absolute. I don't. He's I don't. Are they, are they are they predictions? Are they scoops? Ooh. Mm-hmm. William Jasper, who are you really, Adam Schefter? Um, but I mean, he said solely um, six seventh rounder to the Chiefs. I could totally see him in one of yeah, those in the Chiefs uniform. He says solely. You, you are a 6th, 7th rounder to the Chiefs. Um, he also said X is going to the Dolphins and that Nesta is going somewhere in the 2nd and 3rd round. I, yeah, would, I wouldn't mind seeing too. any of it. Yeah, X Chris in the 3rd, Tilly and Silvera in the 7th, Merlin, undrafted free agent. Um, something that I think sticks out to me in terms of Kyle Sully that I think you have to consider when you're a general manager, right? Is Kyle Sully, in terms of like just prototypical size, is a decent-sized linebacker mm-hmm. at 6'4", 235 pounds. And you look at a player that was able to grow year in yeah. and year out at Arizona State. And I know statistically, it, you can only learn so much, right? But when it comes to a defensive player, specifically a linebacker, obviously the first place you're going to be looking is their total tackles, right? So from 2018 to 2022, he literally grew every single year. 2018, 15 tackles. 2019, 19 tackles. 2020, 26 tackles in a shortened season, having a better year than 2019. Huh. 2021 is you, you see the significant jump going three yeah. times his tackles that he had in 2020. 82 total tackles. And then obviously 2022, 110 total tackles. A guy that at one point was the nation's leading tackler. 
Where do you have him going? Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, not a lot of reasons. He just, a guy with this kind of energy just seems like a New England Patriot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I Like I said earlier, I also think he would look really good in a, um, and maybe, is that just how I'm making my decisions is what jerseys I think they would look good in? I think that might be part of it. But I think we look really good in an Niners jersey as well. Um, but I mean, listen, this is a guy that, uh, is we know who Kyle Soli is like it, 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 he's a guy that's going to impress in interviews and stuff like that and just has the kind of energy that I think a guy like Bill Belichick would really appreciate like I don't think that is that hot of a take it's not I'm not really being that bold with this prediction you just have a a guy that just seems like he would fit the Belichick way yeah absolutely definitely fits the Belichick way uh, a place that I look for Kyle Soli to potentially end up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously they are uh, pretty familiar with their side levels, obviously yeah. going and getting Rashad White last season. But defensively, you look at Todd Bowles in that system and their go-to guy in Devin White, obviously requesting a trade this past offseason. You don't really know if he's going to be back um, in those uniforms. He's only 25 years old. They may have to sign him to a big contract or simply just deal him away. And if they do, I think you get a guy like Kyle Soley to be your leader. And I think he's shown at a division one level how capable he is of leading a defense. Yeah. Um, so I like Kyle Soley to eventually be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, and at that point, that would give them, I, I want to say, the most Sun Devils out of any of the teams to have, I, I think two. I think there's a bunch of teams that have one, but I don't think there's a single team in the league that has more no, than one Sun Devil right now. I can't think of any. Are you including practice squad? No, I am not including practice squad. Yeah, I don't know. And I think I think that one is the leading with the two. Tampa Bay Bucks. So I don't know. Regardless, Wait. though, I think Kyle Soli, uh, Xavier Valade, and then Nesta Jade Severa, who we'll get to in a second, regardless of where they go, I think they're going to be pretty upset that they don't have a Burrito Express location near them, unless they end up to be in Arizona. Cardinal, guys, we tell you about Burrito Express every single day, and it's because we believe in them. If I had a top three pick in the 2023 NFL draft, I would be drafting a steak and egg burrito number one overall. I don't care what anybody has to say about Bryce Young. You would draft them number one overall with the third overall pick? Absolutely. That'd be They have impressive. such a high Why has no team ever done that before? Why hasn't have, any team just decided to pick first when they're picking third? I don't know. I would, Couldn't tell you. Cardinals should try Couldn't that tell time. you. They just be better. <laughs> just be better. Be better. Or actually be worse. Be worse. In theory, right? Maybe, we're, maybe just be fucking better. Burrito Express, on the PH and clock, locations way. all over the valley. Best burritos in the galaxy, guys. I would agree. Follow them on social. By far the worst part about being a Sun Devil was that eventually you have to get drafted and then leave leave Tempe, presumably unless you get drafted by the Cardinals. Not um, Express. Not Burrito Express. Um, and yeah, a lot of these guys are going to have to you know pack up their cars, drive somewhere um, across the country. Um, and, and to do that, you're going to need gas. You're going to need snacks, probably some coffee to keep you awake. And where are you going to do that? Circle K. Duh. Um, Duh. The best, simply the best gas station of all time. You know, they got the Polar Pops. They stay cold and longer. Now they're coffees, which they're honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a big coffee drinker. Um, and there's a lot of people who are out here like bougie and like, I'm not going to get, I like my Starbucks. I'm not going to get coffee from a gas station. Coffee, the, the coffee's better than Starbucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know Max doesn't like me talking about other brands, but the reality <laughs> is, is that Starbucks or Circle K coffee competes with them. They compete with the best of them. They're the best. Um, and I know she's pointing that I have Dutch out here. Relax. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's closer to my house. Um, but if you're one of these draftees that's going to have to pack up their car and move across country, um, and you're like, where is my closest circle K? 
I got a website for you. It's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find the closest Circle K near you. Um, it's it's the goat. It's the goat. It's the goat. Guys, Nesta Jade Silvera, the last side level that we're going to be talking about today. I know Merlin Robertson could also potentially get drafted. Um, I don't think either one of us think that he will get drafted, uh, but an undrafted free agent spot is certainly an option for a guy like Merlin. But talking about Nesta Jade Silvera, a guy who was your guy all season long from the moment he transferred from Miami to ASU, yeah. uh, you you really were a believer in this guy. For us. What was it about Nesta that had you, I mean, being a believer. Yeah. First off, shout out Agent Gabe. Said he clicked on the stream because it was the first in the, the feed. So welcome. We're talking about ASU sports. That's what we always talk about. Um, and um, yeah, uh, Nesta, I just, I mean, A, you you heard when he transferred from Miami, you had guys on that team saying he was the best, he was the most talented player on that team. Yeah. Um, and he produced in Miami, he produced in the ACC, um, which is uh, still a Power 5 conference. Um Believe it or not, um, and I mean he's just—he's a dog. Like he—he—he he, he likes to learn. That was one of the things that he, he talked about when we talked to him. Is that the reason he chose ASU when he transferred? Is because when he was going through the process, the coaches were—and obviously it's an old coaching staff—but still they were looking at his film and immediately in their meetings they were t- talking to him about things that he'd do better and how he could grow as a player. And yeah. he loved that. And I think having that kind of energy is really impressive. And then he's just—he's a, a disruptor. Um, he likes—he—he he, he likes blowing up plays. Um, and he's just fun, dude. He, I, I love his personality. He is just fun. He's got a phenomenal personality regardless. I think Nesta J. Silvera, something that I loved about him was he gives me big, and this, I don't know how this is going to come across. He gives me big like Trey Young energy. Like, I don't care. Okay. I don't care I that you don't like me. Yeah. I don't care that you think that I'm not that as good. Likes that you don't like him. Yeah, that I'm not as good. That's that's the thing I think with Trey Young, right? Like, is there so many people that like, oh, he's Trey, he's smaller, yeah, right? Or he doesn't have all the tools in his tool belt. Well, I feel like Nesta's a guy like that, right? Like, there are a lot of people out there that probably look at Nesta Jade Silvera's tape, that look at his numbers, that are like, well, like. What does he really bring to the mm-hmm. table, right? He's not a a monster in the trenches like a Gerald McCoy or yeah. a guy like a Nadamikinsu years ago, right? <laughs> he doesn't have that sheer size. He is not a absolute beast yeah, off the edge like a Chase yeah, yeah. Young or any of those guys. But in terms of like a defensive tackle, he I feel like has the potential yeah. to be a real real player in the NFL. Potentially a guy like a Haloti Nada, yeah. where you just make a staple with the defense for years on end. And yeah. like we haven't seen teams that outside of the, that Ravens team build around a defensive tackle the way that yeah. the, they did. Yeah. And I mean, there's always room. Like, obviously, we want all these guys to be Hall of Famers, or whatever, but there's, all, there's always room for that guy who, you know, is the second, is that backup defensive tackle and yeah. comes in and, and makes a play or two a game. And Nesta has that in him for sure. I think um, he's a guy that you, you give him an opportunity, you will you'll notice him a couple. You'll notice him a few times. Um, and I, I, I again don't want to set the bar that low, but I still I think that is something he's certainly capable of achieving. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see where we have these guys landing. I've got him landing in Los Angeles. Okay, uh, we have a problem stopping the run, yeah. and we have had that same problem for years. So this may be a little biased in terms of I wouldn't mind just getting another yeah. interior defensive lineman, but I could also see him fitting in 
with the Seattle Seahawks. I could also okay. see him fitting in with a team like the the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, look at that. What right? I'm saying the same thing you just said. Um, I, I could definitely see him fitting with either one of those teams. And you have Baltimore, which just spent a lot of money on their quarterback. So they might not have any money to spend on some free agent defensive linemen. So maybe that's where you see Nesta in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I like it, Baltimore. And I mean, I said this off to, to you off the show. If you talk to Nesta and you know anything about Baltimore, he has a personality that would thrive in Baltimore. Like he's got, obviously he's a South Florida guy, but he's got such a Baltimore energy to him. And I mean, you want... You, the Ravens defense, it's it's obviously not Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed still, but it's still the Baltimore Ravens. Like yeah, you t- we talk about we get uh, we talk about the Patriots all the time is you know this this absolute defensive factory and just so the the example of how to run a franchise. Baltimore, I don't think is that far off from that. Yeah. Uh, especially defensively. They always just seem to have obviously they've, they've struggled a couple of years, but they always seem to have just solid defenses. And yeah. I think he he is a guy that, uh, like I was talking about earlier, can play that role on a, on a Baltimore defense where he is, you have him come in every now and again, he makes a few plays. Um, and again, I think when you're talking undrafted or late round guys, I think the personality and, and what you know about the guy is so, so vital um, because obviously you're kind of taking a flyer on guys no matter what. I think him having the kind of personality, well, he's, he's, he's got the kind of personality that would fit the city of Baltimore and also like the work ethic and the drive and the desire to get better that would fit Harbaugh and that franchise. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a really good spot for him to land. Yeah, I like Baltimore. I know I brought it up earlier in terms of talking with Xavier Valade about just AFC North energy, mm-hmm. right? This is an, another guy that just gives AFC North energy. He's willing to get dirty. Yes, and right. I, that that might not necessarily be in Baltimore. I could see a situation where he ends up in Pittsburgh or Cincinnati mm. or any of those teams. Yeah, right? he does have a big North vibe. Yeah, like despite just being AFC, a South Florida guy, and, AFC NFC North. When we see AFC North vibe, it's like a like you said, dirty or just mean and tough. Yes. Like you think of like he's gonna punch you in the mouth kind of energy. seven to three games yeah. that are just like gross in their their one and lost in the trenches. It's, it's it's, it's rainy and muddy. Yes. If you want to win a game in the trenches, whether he's in the game or not, you want Nesta Jade Silvera on your mm-hmm. team because um, he is that guy. He is a guy that I think is going to fit in to just about any locker yeah. room that he gets into. And I'll say this. If you're a team that ends up drafting an interior lineman, uh, defensive lineman earlier in the draft, Nesta is the perfect guy to push that guy during camp and stuff like yeah. that. Whoever because, gets a Jalen Carter. Yeah, because he is the kind of guy that... It doesn't matter where he's drafted. He is going to try and win that starting spot. Yeah. And I think that is the perfect kind of energy to push, like you said, yeah, like really a Jalen Carter, especially Jalen Carter, who people are all concerned about his, his off, off the, the field, field yep. stuff. You have a guy like Nesto who by all, everything that I've seen from him is like, uh, he's a fun guy, but he's a good dude too. And he like, he, he, doesn't, he hasn't gotten any kind of trouble that I've known of so far. Like the perfect kind of guy to push a guy like Jalen Carter or whoever, whatever interior defensive lineman you draft in earlier rounds. Yeah, that's a really, really, really strong point. Uh, before we get out of here, night one, we already talked. We're not going to be seeing probably any sign of us get off the uh-huh. board. If they do, my goodness, we might have to get a pitchfork tattooed somewhere. <laughs> For real. Um, but first couple of picks, what do you see? How do you see it playing out? Tonight. Oh, just in general in the NFL yeah. draft? I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we talked about this earlier on PH and X bet. So go back and watch that if you want um, some, some, a betting perspective on, on all this stuff. But, um, I mean, the first pick is, I, know, I wonder where that's going to go. It's going to be Bryce Young, although. That's to Jade Silvera. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't, I think I'd stop. Watching NFL football, I'd be like, "There's something wrong here. We're in a simulation." If Nesta gets taken, yeah. I, I do like, all love to Nesta, but let's be real. Like, you're not drafted. Like a defensive like, quarterback's going first. Yeah. Um, after that, 
I honestly don't even remember what I said earlier. I I am just it is too much. It's Zane Meeks, bro. JJ, you are <laughs> I love goaded, you. dude. <laughs> um, Zane Meeks, first overall. I don't know. I just go. I I don't know what the Texans are doing with that second pick. I you have to draft a quarterback. I think they. I think we talked. We talked about this. The NFL draft just gets the the, the analysis and the discussion around it gets so overcooked leading up to the draft. Yeah. The obvious choice is you draft the best quarterback first overall. The second pick, they need a quarterback too. You draft the best quarterback there. Davis Mills is not that guy. No, he's not that guy, and they know that he's not that guy. And the best, the most. I'm not going to say the best because I do not think he's going to be end up being a great NFL quarterback. The most sure fire pick. Is C.J. Stroud after Bryce Young, um, and so I don't think that's what I said earlier. But I think I, I think they're going to end up track, taking a quarterback. I don't think it's if they do if they do go, do go defense, it's obviously going to be Will Anderson. Um, I mean, maybe not obvious, but I think that's who they should go. Cardinals third pick. I just I don't see them. They're trying. They're going to trade it. That's again, all of this stuff is, gets overcooked, over talked about. That was the narrative off rip they were going to trade yeah. that third pick there was no reason for them not to um no if will anderson's still on the board that might be a little different discussion but um i think they trade out of that i don't know who to but i think it's to a, obviously a quarterback needy team and i think that depends on who it is i think i don't think the colts are rotating up one spot um i i think it should go it should go Will Richardson, but if the Colts are the next team to draft Will, a quarterback, Anthony, Anthony wow, Richardson. Anthony Richardson. I say, yeah. We've been doing this uh, all day. Dude, and you struggling. did this the I'm other day we were talking about Richardson. Yeah, I don't know. Got a love well, for we're talking, I was also talking about Will Levis and then and Williams on the screen. And I don't know. All, 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 all over the place. Um, I think if the Colts are the next team to draft a quarterback, they take, they take Will Levis. Otherwise, you should take Anthony Richardson, especially if a team like the Seahawks or the Titans trade up or yeah. I mean I don't think they're going to but if a team like the Raiders trades up you got all teams that have quarterbacks that are more than capable of carrying them for a year two three years um, and that's a perfect situation for Anthony Richardson to develop because he definitely needs to develop um, there so I think ultimately you're going to get a team to trade up to three take Anthony Richardson there Will Levis goes four to the Colts um, we talked about that he just seems like a Colt um, and then five we have the Seahawks Seahawks if there's no quarterbacks on the board, I think you probably go defensive back. Maybe you go Devin Witherspoon. Maybe I don't know. I, that if there's four quarterbacks off the board at pick five, I don't. There's a, I don't know what happens there. I don't. I know. mean, you take if you're Seattle, you, either, you take the best defensive player. Yeah, you either go. They you don't are, need edge though. They yeah, don't that's why. That's edge. why you you. Probably but we've seen go. teams take the best player. Available. Yeah, that's true. Or they trade back. They trade back again um, to a team that definitely could use an edge. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at a team like the, I don't know where they're picking, but the football team, the commanders, um, didn't pick up that option on Chase Young. Yeah. So obviously they have him for another year. But if you have a guy there, you don't have to pay Chase Young in the next offseason. That's a, a pretty solid situation to go. William saying Stroud and Richardson are going to go one and two. I just, I, 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 I understand the Stroud thing. Like I've said multiple times, as soon as we heard that the tight, or as soon as the, 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 the Panthers traded for that first world pick. The first thing we heard was that they love CJ Stroud, uh, but Bryce Young is just too good, man. Uh, he's and you know who he is, right? Like you take any of these other quarterbacks, you're gonna have to teach him some things. The only problem with with Bryce Young is his size, and you're not you, you can't do anything to change that. You can't do anything to convince yourself you're gonna change that. Um, so I, 
I think you just I think you just got to go with the best quarterback, and I think that is that's that's Bryce Young. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think that there are some NFL GMs out there that could convince themselves that Bryce Young is taller than he actually is, and the only way they can do that is with some OGs, guys. True. Um, OGs will definitely have you thinking that a five ten quarterback is six foot six. So I mean, NFL GMs, if you're out here watching. Or if you're Steve Kime, you're probably already on the OGs. Or let's be real, fans are never happy with who they pick. You're That's not. You're not going to be happy with what the Cardinals do tonight. Regardless, it's how drafts work. Um, take some OGs. You're gonna then you'll enjoy it. Absolutely, guys. Whether that be the strawberries and cream, the aqua berry. If you're trying to go to sleep, dude. After the pick, I need some of those strawberries and cream. Cream in the. Or if your team sore. Look, if your team decides to trade out of the first round, what's the point of staying up? Take some Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummies <laughs> and have yourself if you're an a Dolphins evening. fan and you don't have a pick in the first round. Do that. And maybe, you know, stop tampering during the free agency yeah. period, and yeah. then you will. Guys, you can find them at your local dispensary at OGsbrands.com. You do got to be 20 plus to enjoy responsibly. Yeah. Young and Stroud are not the same guy. Young is better. CJ Stroud, I don't like his decision making. I don't like when he decides or doesn't decide to run the football. Um, and I also think he had one of, if not the best wide receiving cores in the history of college football. Um, CJ Stroud will be a bust. Um, I think he will be a bust. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of CJ Stroud. I understand why you would be. Um, but I just give me Ohio State quarterbacks and also, do anything. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Big school quarterbacks don't do shit. And I know Bryce Young is, is obviously goes to Alabama, but he's different <laughs> like he's he's different he's not a mac jones he's not and mac look, jones let's be real i would argue that alabama quarterbacks out of big schools do the most you look at the last few years i know mac jones isn't like everybody's favorite quarterback but he's, but he's, he's a starting, starting quarterback, quarterback for the yeah. new england patriots Tua to tagovailoa he's the starting quarterback for the miami dolphins i know he transferred out but jalen, jalen hurts, hurts the second highest paid quarterback nope, in the nfl the now highest paid quarterback in the nfl now no 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 no. the lamar deal beat him oh that's what i mean yeah, yeah you're right you're right um, um like Look, if I am going to take a quarterback from a big school, I'm going to take a Bama over in Ohio State. Because you look at Ohio State, who do you got in the league? Justin Fields. And Justin Fields right now is still, I know it's yeah. tough to judge him based off of what the Chicago Bears do. But outside of him, who are we looking at? This is the first time in a while that we've had all like all of the quarterback prospects are from major, major conference. Like all of the, you look at the top five quarterbacks, CJ Stroud is the only one who's not from the SEC. Yeah. Like everyone else is from SEC schools. That's true. And in Hooker. And then, you, I mean, looking at PFF's quarterback rankings right now, Hendon uh, Hooker is the fifth. And then Tanner McKee, DTR, those are both obviously Pac 12. And then DTR, you are. Arizona Cardinal. Yes. I absolutely believe it. Why not? You got a guy that can run the football. It would be a perfect uh, gap bridge for while you're waiting for Kyler. And then if he ends up balling, you have a you end up having a massive asset um, that you wouldn't have had any either either way because no one's he, Colt McCoy could throw for five thousand yards a game. He's not going to be a massive asset regardless. Um, so I, I think I think the Cardinals do end up taking a quarterback somewhere late in the draft, whether that ends up being a, a DTR Tanner McKee, which I really hope they don't, or even a I don't think he's going to end up getting drafted, but Stetson Bennett, uh, Malik Cunningham, Dude. also and Duggan. Max lot, Duggan, lot of you want to talk about a dog? You want to talk about a guy who's going to go out there and ball out for a few games with, with little opportunity he has? Max Duggan does not go down without a fight. I love that, man. I don't think he's going to be there in NFL quarterback, um, but he's fun. Manitas, are you talking about the Cardinals white unis? I'm if you're talking, if you love the new Cardinals white unis, oh, buddy. Those, uh, they're clean. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying. You're going to want to 
Watch, oh. watch PHNX Cardinals tonight. Oh my, yes. Watch PHNX Cardinals tonight because you're about to be you're about to be excited about some stuff. Just, just saying. Okay. Well, you're looking at me because you didn't know. Just tap in, tap in. You're oh, gonna, brother. You want, you want, you want to, you want to. I don't know. I just match, maybe, kind of match the. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Watch out. I it's completely forgot about that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real, real fun, guys. That's gonna 445 do it. tonight. That is going to do it for us right here on the PHNX Sun Devil Show. But if you enjoyed the content, we're here just about every day of the week. So yes, give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Tochi. You can follow the man on an aircraft on his way to Mexico at Shane Deef. He has arrived. He has landed. They are wearing matching Bass Pro Shop hats and children's sunglasses. That's Shane Diefenbach has arrived to, know. <laughs> to take over Mexico, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love that guy. You can follow Sean DePaz at Sean underscore DePaz. Um, uh, I mean, ready to boo Roger Goodell as always. Yes, sir. We will Done. see you guys Friday at 2 p.m. But for now, enjoy the draft. Peace.